Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is, wherever you're watching, Welcome to Bridging the Gap, episode number 49. 49, brother, seems like just 49 days ago we started. <laughs> I remember, um, speaking of 49, U.S. History, Honors U.S. History, it was my favorite class growing up uh, oh, in high school. I'm impressed. It was the only one that challenged me. Okay. And so we had to write these like definitions in class, and one of them was the 49ers. Uh-huh. And I wrote about it, the San Francisco 49ers, but it was actually like the 49th line or something on the longitude, latitude, whatever it is. Oh, okay. So, something about the rush towards the West Coast. Oh, yeah, going. man, yeah, okay. But they, they would call the 49ers, but that was, it was funny. Uh-huh. I was just playing a joke on my teacher, and he actually wrote ha-ha laughing on the paper. So what grade did you get? Oh, I got an A in that class. You know what challenged me? When I first moved to North Carolina... <clears throat> High school up north in Chicago, where I'm from, you had to apply like college almost. Okay. So I was at the second best school in the city. It was work was hard. Came down here, I was assigned to Dudley. That was the only class I had to do homework for. I can believe that. I'm a Dudley alumni also. I, I made straight A's, but I failed the first test, and I was like, oh man, I really got a, <laughs> I got a 69 on the first test. So I was like, I got to try in this class. And that was the only class that ever. Like really challenged me. So. All right, good to hear, man. Well, good yeah. to hear. And back to the episode, <laughs> lesson forty nine. What are we talking about today? We're going to talk about MJ. MJ. Oh, the, okay. And now it's two MJs. Now you got Michael Jordan. Oh, Michael Jordan. That's it. All right. All right. Who, who, what school did he go to again? Let's see. Uh, what was this high to? school in Wilmington? No, what college did he go to? I can't remember what high school he, he went, went to. Carolina. Wilmington. That's right. He went to Carolina. Uh, so, so I mean, greatest, he is from Carolina. You're right. You're so right. the greatest guy that ever played a game went to Carolina. Would you admit that? Yeah, I admit it. Right. Well, make sure. You, what do you admit it? <laughs> anyway, less than forty nine. We're talking about buying a business on sale. Okay. You know, it, it's amazing when people talk about buying assets on sale. Businesses very seldom come up. They'll talk about buying uh, stocks on sale. Or those types of things. But as I thought about really Michael Jordan, you know, he's a billionaire now, as you know. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons he's a billionaire is because he bought a business on sale. Okay. Like, for example, a quiz you. He bought the Hornets. You know what year he bought the Hornets in? Whew. Give you a clue, but more than 10 years ago. 2008? 2008? Uh, he bought it in 10, 2010. 2010. He paid $180 million. That's it? Plus debt. That wasn't that for you. Okay. That was plus okay. that, which wasn't a whole lot. Okay. Now that was back twelve years ago. Okay. One hundred eighty million. He bought debt, and the reason why we're going to talk about some today is the fact that he found a motivated seller. Yeah. The guy Johnson was wealthy and rich, but he was motivated. But what makes it even sweeter? About ten years later, in September twenty nineteen, he broke off a part of the ownership, twenty percent. He sold it to two investors, and his profit, his profit, mind you, at 20% giving up, was $300 million. Goodness. That's, that's right now. So in other words, he had 100%. He just sold 20%, and his profit was $300 million. Wow. Okay. Again, talking about buying a business that's on sale. And then on top of that, today, today, the Hornets that he bought for $180 million, Plus, let's say $120 million in debt, arbitrary number, which he got all that back, plus some when he sold 20%. Right. Today, it's worth $1.5 billion. <laughs> and it's still... And, and he's only... That's like, what, 32 franchises? He's like number 25 in valuation. Wow. So so the point is, that is a prime example that a lot of guys, and probably girls or young ladies too, can understand. He bought it on sale. 
He sold a part of it off, gave 20% ownership. He still controls it 80%, and it's worth $1.5 billion. That is the example. That is the mindset that I think is good that everybody can relate to. Wow, that's a huge profit margin. I agree, man. Wow. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Yeah, I was just reading. I know it's going to apply to you, or me for that matter, mm -hmm. but uh, him and LeBron James have an award coming up there competing against between their Vacas. Who's Vacas going to win some type of award? So just talking about other businesses he, he's involved in outside of shoes, the, oh, yeah, uh, the Hornets. He has Vodka. Probably uh, several other things we don't even know about. But You're right about that now. Man. That's it, yeah. And, so, and that's why we say to people, whenever you start a business, don't just start it to make money. Start it within the mindset, I'm going to build it for one or two things. Either one, it's going to be used as a model for an international franchise. Mm -hmm. In other words, people are going to buy my model from me. That's number one. Or number two, I'm building it to sell. That needs to be the mindset. Yep. And either way you do it is you want to you wanna build a company, though you may never sell it. You want to build it to sell. I know my first company that Joe and I started, uh, we sold it for about a half a million dollars. And like I said, probably could have gotten more, but wanted to make sure that the young lady with me had really helped us build it. So I wanted to be fair to her. And we probably might have put in $50,000 and of course some sweat and tears, but we got a lot of money out of it. But if we were able to do that and we were probably in our early 30s, it's no reason why people can't do it with that mindset. Agreed, okay? agreed. Now, how do you identify or... Find uh, a, a motivated seller of a business. Okay, you know, believe it or not, one of the easiest ways is a business broker. Mm. That there are business brokers out there because, and many of those are retired CPAs who understand the market. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to find people one who want to sell their business, and they're trying to find and get a price that's below market value. Okay, because a lot of times business owners will sell a business one because they just want out. I just want out of this thing. I'm getting older. I got grandkids. I have health issues, et cetera. So business brokers like you do do your cold calling with your team and all like that. Right. They're business brokers. I've probably had about maybe seven to call me in 30 years. <clears throat> and, uh, and, and and you know, so that's one way to do it. Okay. Uh, and sometimes people are forced to sell to take care of an urgent need. Again, it goes back to. Trying to find a motivated seller. Yeah, same thing in real estate. Very same thing. Okay. And then sometimes people are really undervalued. I believe that Mr. Johnson of Johnson & Johnson, sure, he had some pressing needs, but I don't think he really saw the value of the Hornet. And I think one reason is he didn't understand basketball like Michael Jordan did. Makes sense. And a lot of people thought Jordan paying $180 million plus his debt. They thought, man, this Hornets that hadn't been to the playoffs in a while, they're losing franchise, et cetera. But again, he saw an undervalue. Like we teach about finding an undervalued product, yep. a, a property. Uh -huh. The same thing, finding an undervalued stock, same thing. Or, it, I'm sorry, go ahead. It probably was mismanaged, too. And, and Boy, you're reading my notes, man. I tell you, yeah. <laughs> but you're right, though. A lot of people don't know how to manage. He didn't know. See, <clears throat> Michael could go in. MJ could go in there. He can speak the athlete's language. Yeah. He understands if you're injured, okay, I understand. You got a hamstring. Been there, done it. Let's talk about the process. Now, now, one thing he has not done well, the whole coaching part. Ah, yeah, just not cool. Well, I think the coach he had was a good one, though. Okay. I, I, I would have kicked. Can't think of the guy's name he just fired. 
but I, I like him. But yeah. for whatever reason, as people always say, it hasn't translated from the greatest on the courts. He went to what college again? Maybe they should have taught him how to uh, pick personnel at Carolina. Okay, Carol. Okay, yeah, but they, they taught him how to become a billionaire, though. So. Yeah, I get. Okay, and, and to be fair to him, his his last few moves have been right. Like I think the whole Kimba Walker trade mm-hmm. actually balanced out because Kimba has been hurt ever since. It's true. Uh, of course, he hit on the mellow ball, Miles Bridges. Like you make it give him some flack on Hayward, but yeah, he he's he's hit more than he's missed lately. Yeah, and at least he's shown improvement. Accident. But the thing, yeah. though, no matter whether we're talking about a billion-dollar company or your $100,000 a million, it's the same mindset. It's like flipping a property. Yeah. Whether it's a 50000 if you can still find those things, uh, $150,000 or a million, it's the same formula, and that's what you have to do. And that's, that's why I think it's important when you start a business, you have a—I'm reading a book right now. You reread it, The EOS System. Mm-hmm. Um, having a system in place to manage the business because really what you should be able to do almost is take that same system and apply it to any industry. I agree, man. And so if you find a mismanaged business, you can literally come in and implement your system, your principles, and get it running back in, in shape. And it's almost like commercial property to an extent. Yeah. The business value is based on the revenue produced. That's it. So you operating it better, managing it better can increase the revenue, which, of course, increases the value. That's it. And a lot of times, uh, and again, there are different uh, models, but pretty much in a business, a lot is viewed as cash flow. Mm. And see, with cash flow taking into account all the expenses, that gives you another win-win because maybe you're paying too much in uh, marketing mm. and too much in payroll or too much in overhead costs. And you know, and think, if you, if you ever watch CNBC, sometimes they'll say, that a company increased their revenues by maybe three million, but they increased their profits by five. And you're trying to figure out how did you do that? Well, some of it could have been cost reduction. And if you can, again, when you're valuing a business, it boils down to positive cash flow. And that's why we say over and over again that cash flow, it's the rocket fuel to build generational wealth, man. It's amazing. We're on episode 49 and we still make a reference to cutting Ted. Yeah, man, I'm telling you. That's yeah. that's literally what we just talked about. There's no doubt about it. Increase, no doubt about you know, it. profits increase five, but revenue only three because yeah. they cut Ted by the that's other it. two million. That's it. And, and and even though that doesn't sound sexy, the bottom line is cash flow. A lot of people tell you, I'd rather make a million dollars. Well, I'd rather make a million dollars as well as cut a million dollars from my operation to get two million. Yeah. Either million, I'm happy with. And the great thing about cutting the TED part of it, that's tax-free. Exactly. And it, it didn't take anything but you managing it properly. Like you don't have to go make that money again. No, that's right. Yeah. It's almost like real current. Yeah. Yep. And, and my final thought is the standpoint that a lot of times you, you can build wealth doing this a couple of ways. Number one, you buy it on sale. Okay. I mean, think about it. Sure, MJ did a lot of things to make it positive, but I'm guesstimating that he might have incurred $300 million to buy accounting the debt, but it was probably worth at least $600 million going in. So automatically, he walked in with $300 million, all because he found a motivated seller. That's mm-hmm. the number thing. Also, another thing that people do is they liquidate some of the assets at a great price. Okay. Uh, that Warren Buffett's good at doing that. Yeah. And MJ did it too. He came in. He said, okay, I can go ahead. He said, let me literally get this franchise for free. Meaning, let me take 20% and sell and make a $300 million profit. And he paid off his debts. Right. So now that's profit. So it's now like saying, I got 80% 
and business was free. So he got 80% and 300 million. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it, brother. And it's growing in value. And the point is, though, now he literally, the hornage cost him nothing. Right. Cost him not a thing, okay? Also, as he continues to learn how to increase the cash flow, mm-hmm. it's going to increase the value. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Charlotte is on an uptrend. Yep. Because the city's exploding. I think uh, MJ has been there for 12 years. You know, this is a tough business. But the big thing is he's learning, so I think cash flow is going to increase. And finally, just overall appreciation. The way the NBA is becoming even more global. Yep. I mean, because they've done a great job in bringing in your generation. Yeah. Yeah. And by, I mean, I mean, look at the all-star game. Yeah. People my age are sort of like going, what did he say? Who was that? <laughs> Whatever. But your generation like, hey, we understand it. So he's brought, he's kept us old people, uh, us boomers, I should say, but he's brought in a generation globally. Yeah. Agreed 100%. And even the TV money that's out there. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> it's crazy, man. It really is. Yeah. Really is. So, yeah. so the bottom line as far as today, I'm thinking, man, buy a business on sale. And, I, and again, it may be something we want to consider is even online. I think there are opportunities. I think somebody might have built up a following online. I hadn't studied that quite enough where they build it up and they may want to sell their brand slash their business. So I think there are a lot of possibilities there also. Agreed. You you make a great point. A great point about that. Never even looked at it that way. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, that wraps up episode 49. 49. Buying a business on sale. I'm your host, Council Glenn. Don't forget, MJ went to Carolina, and I'm William B. Thompson. See you guys on the next one.